on the court ruling. Now, today, as the SACP and the family, we joined uh, the application by Clive de Lewis at the North Houghton High Court in order to oppose it. We were doing so not having the files uh, which he would have used to justify that he is a terminally ill person and therefore not having that information at all. But uh, what has happened is that uh, we have been given an opportunity to file our papers by the 9th of January in terms of which the matter will be considered by the Department of Justice and Constitutional Affairs by the end of January next year. But given the fact that you said you didn't have access to the files before, but you now know from what uh, has been submitted in court that he has an aggressive lung cancer, which means that it's inoperable and he's too weak to survive surgery. Has that changed the standpoint from which you went to court to begin with? No, in the first instance, uh, Clive de Lewis's application is uh, twofold. He is seeking substantive relief from the court, in terms of which he is alleging that the Department of Justice and Constitutional Affairs has not looked at uh, his application for parole. That is an ordinary parole. And secondly, that it has not looked at his application for medical parole. Those are the two grounds. However, uh, we must say uh, to us that uh, Clive de Lewis uh, is a terminally ill person. We have nothing in our hands to that effect, and we have not verified uh, that information independently. We have not obtained any medical uh, opinion insofar as that is concerned. However, we must say our approach in addition is quite different in the sense that we want this matter to be closed. We believe that uh, if Debbie Lewis is indeed a terminally ill person, he will disclose the entire truth uh, uh, as to who else was involved in the planning and execution of the assassination of Comrade Krizani. Because we think that if a person is terminally ill, he will not conceal that information and he will not protect any person. For example, the simple information as to where he obtained the gun that was stolen from a military base, which he gave to Janus Walus to pull the trigger on Chris Honey. That's uh, an important piece of information we need. But a, a terminally ill person cannot say, I'm refusing you with this information, but I want to go out. So justice cannot be one-way street. Allow me to interrupt you, Mr. Mershing, and I understand that this is... Uh, a highly emotive issue and a very painful one. I, I, I recognize that. But are you not making an assumption, though, that just because somebody is terminally ill, they would be willing to share that information? Closure, you'd agree with me, is considered differently and received differently by both parties. No, definitely. If you know that you are terminally ill, you don't have any other reason to continue concealing information that is critical for justice to be delivered. That is not an assumption. You see, that's that's a fact. If you are terminally ill and you know that you want to go out of jail, but at the same time you have information that is critical for justice to be completed, why do you continue refusing to make full disclosure on that information? This 
we are dealing with a case of somebody who is unrepentant, somebody who, in this instance, we have the victims being forced to forgive, but the perpetrator is not pressured to deliver and to forgive by simply disclosing the entire okay. information. Mr. Mashu, so the scales have been twisted in this instance. Again, I say with due respect, with uh, the greatest sensitivity to the issue, you said yourself that you'd like to see the matter closed once and for all. Are we saying, are you saying, in fact, that uh, if Clive W. Lewis is not willing to make full disclosure, does that mean that he's not terminally ill? And what is your final consideration and whether or not you would support parole for him? Now, in the first instance, if W. Lewis does not make full disclosure, there is no way the matter will be closed. The matter will remain a hot potato because somebody who participated in the murder of Krizan would have refused to make full disclosure and therefore the matter will still be open, whether or not he is released from jail. So in this case, we are saying somebody who knows that he is criminally ill must release the information, must make the full closure, should help us uh, uh, close the matter by releasing that information so that people who were not arrested in this instance are brought to the book of justice. Should he contradict your expectations of the behavior of a terminally ill person and not disclose fully uh, the circumstances surrounding uh, the death of Chris Haney, would you then believe that there's no closure to this matter? Remember here, we uh, 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 we cannot come out in the public and say the death of Lebi Lewis is mountainous, is more important than that of Comrade Chris Haney. And we cannot claim vice versa, okay, at the same time. So we are dealing with two critical matters that requires high levels of sensitivity in this instance. And we are dealing with a case of somebody who is refusing to make a full disclosure. In other words, we are dealing with a case of somebody who is standing on the, uh, on the gates of justice uh, to happen. So this is not an ordinary case. Absolutely. So for us, if Debbie Lewis, for example, continues to refuse to make full disclosure, it will be very hard for us to accept that this is a terminally ill person. Absolutely. And as you say, it's something that's deeply woven within the fabric of South African society, especially when we talk about uh, reconciliation. Do you think as a country it would be difficult for us to move on should that information not be revealed? It will be very difficult because reconciliation has to have the foundations upon which it is built. If there is no foundation and then you erect reconciliation as a building, it will collapse. So if somebody, that's what, that's, that was the most, one of the most important principles at the Truth and Reconciliation Commission. Okay. That's why it was called the Truth and Reconciliation Commission, because first and foremost, it was based on the full disclosure of the truth. Once the commission was satisfied, there has been full disclosure of the truth, we know that the foundation for reconciliation would have been laid. So you cannot jump into reconciliation with a person who has not done full disclosure and who remains unrepentant. Thank you so much for speaking to us, uh, spokesperson for the Honey family, Alex Mashilu. It's 20 minutes after.